morning, guys. Hi, Tom. All right? Yeah? I've got a bit of a cold. Oh, you're feeling a bit grotty. I hope that nobody will be able to pick it up off me down the microphone. I have heard you blow your nose a couple yeah. of times today. <laughs> that constitutes a terrible cold. It does. It does. Oh, uh, oh dear. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not long for this world. Oh dear. But if you make it through to the other side, I can get you one of the mugs that my old boss had. Oh, okay. The I survived man flu mugs. <laughs> oh, sorry. When you said other side, I've noticed you were working on the funeral notices uh, <laughs> site earlier today, and I thought you were going to tell me that you could get me a discount on, a, on some lineage. I've got contacts. <laughs> <laughs> I'll inform my next of kin. Oh. Amazing skill that these, oh, women, these, these women have to, to interpret how, how ill someone else is, isn't it? How someone else is feeling physically. Incredible. Sorry, just coughing off mic there just for effect. Yes, uh, right, shall we get on with it? Yeah. You're listening to The Real Reading Podcast. We apparently live in a society where people who go to festivals need to be told that putting their sleeping bags down the toilet is not a, not a very good idea. Did you ever watch that program, uh, Hunted, on Channel yes. 4? Yes, that Did was you brilliant, Did see the yes. one where the guy came out of Reading Station yeah. and chased him all through Reading, yeah. all along the canal, and eventually caught him at the funny Yes, that was brilliant. Hello. I'm Hugh Fort. I'm, I'm Rachel Nemeth. Tom Canning. Oh. Oh dear, I don't know what's happened there. It's How in the many right times? Order. I've just, I've just gone in early. So. How many times have we done that? That's the one thing we can say. We've got down to a. Well, we haven't clearly. That's a cohesive thing. And now you messed it up. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I'm Tom Canning. And I'm um, Rachel Nemeth. And who are you? And I'm welcome. S- to I'm still Hugh Fort. Welcome back, Hugh Fort. Hey, Hugh Fort. Hello. Can we do this in a minute when I've done the introduction? Sorry. Uh, and welcome to episode 84 of the award-nominated Real Reading podcast. Do, 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 do. Hugh, do you know we've been nominated for an award? I do, you told me when I was Did I? Off. Oh. Are you excited? I am excited, yeah. I think it was possibly me talking about the Reading Council audit trail that maybe swung <laughs> up for us. <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't. We already established oh. it was uh, my rants about parking permits yes. that did it. Uh, right. Yeah. I think it was the fact we were, we were able to throw in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves into nearly everything <laughs> we talk about. No, that's our news resolution. No more Prince of Thieves. Oh. Um, so, yes, for anybody that didn't wasn't aware, we have been nominated in the category of Best Local and Community Podcast for the Publisher Podcast Awards, which is much fun. Um, we're all allowed to go, by the way. Yeah, we can not all go just to nominated. the awards. Yeah. We can go along to the short. Oh yeah, no, shortlisted. Yeah, Yeah. sorry. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We're don't have to play it. We're all we're all allowed to go. Not that I can remember when it is, but it's in London. In in London. So I have to get on one of them train things and one of them metal boxes and head into the big smoke. So I'm very excited about that. Um, we're back this week with all the usual features, including Rachel's fact of the week. Uh, It's it's a good one. I've seen it. It's it's enjoyable. Well, (laughs) not enjoyable if you were there, but it's you know enjoyable nonetheless. Uh, I mean, yeah, we'll figure it out. Anyway, and we're also back with Fort Explains It All. Hugh, Hello. This week, this week is all about... Our favourite subject again. Traffic. Ah, okay. What people think of traffic. Ah, what do people think of traffic? Just a sound bite. It's the results of the... I remember I talked about the traffic survey. We were urged on a number of occasions people to take part. Oh, he dozed off on that one, I think. Uh, he dozed off on all of them, to be <laughs> fair. <laughs> 
my soothing tones. Um, but this is the results, and they're great. They're quite interesting. Um, but unfortunately, judging by the number of people who took part, it feels like no one listened to. Us. Not many people <laughs> listened to us. So oh. it's quite a small percentage of people who live here. But nonetheless, we'll talk about it. Great stuff. Okay. In the meantime, here is Jeremy with how you can get in touch with the show if you would like to, and please do. Get in touch with the team. Find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod and search Facebook and Instagram for Real Reading Podcast. You can also email getreading at reachplc.com. Thank you, Jeremy. Lovely stuff as always. Um, I was thinking uh, we need to do a Bring a Friend Week to get people more people to listen to the podcast. Oh, not that we so, bring a friend in. Yeah, so uh, I would like to know on our, any of our social media channels, I would like to know if you have told your friend they should listen to the Real Reading podcast. I want to know. I, I mean, oh, you've told you've told loads I, of people. I that. share it, yes. Um, and I did share it to a few Facebook groups. So, Hugh, what have you done? I tweet it. I've actually got a genuine friend who listens to it every week. But um, he... Uh, <laughs> He, he lives in Bre- he lives he lives in Belgium, so um, getting him on the show <laughs> might be a bit tricky. A genuine friend, yes. Charlie. His We're name international. Is. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, He's okay. our one international listener. I know uh, that underneath where Jonathan Lowe lives, um, he lives on the top floor in the, in his flat. Oh, in right. flat underneath. Buried, not buried. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, where where Jonathan Lowe, the Reading FC reporter, lives underneath him uh, is an avid listener. So, hello, if you live underneath Jonathan Lowe. Oh wow. Okay, here we go with Rach's Fact of the Week. Time for Rach's Fact of the Week. Rach? Yes, I'm ready. Go, what have we got? What are we talking about? I received um, email, text, voicemails about flood alert yesterday. From? Uh, From the Environment Agency. Oh, okay. It's not not just like a family chat? No, 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 no like a proper thing I, oh. I live in lower caversham so th- yeah. it's not an unusual thing for me <laughs> to, to get an alert but it just normally i kind of read them and go all right river's a bit high and move swiftly on so i thought perhaps i ought to take it a bit more seriously and do a little bit of reading and and see what's what so what's happened what's well, going on looking backwards <laughs> uh there was obviously some quite big flooding um, in recent years. There was 2003, 2012 and 2014 um, where there were parts of Lower Caversham that were affected and I'm probably like quarter of a mile from the, the river yeah. and it, it, it's not come that far. It's not gone past Gosbrook Road as far as I'm aware but there was some, <laughs> um, some road closures and a few houses were affected as well. But looking back further, Hugh, you'll know about this because you did an article on it a few years ago. The flood of 1947. Yes, I did. Mm. I can see the pictures of it in my head. Um, Which weirdly are like the pictures are basically the roads where I live um, off of the Gosbrook Road. And there's people in boats floating down the the streets. And uh, I think it kind of went up as far as... Donkin Hill, where the co-op is there, and uh, yeah, it was all pretty pretty bad. Um, so, I was reading uh, 
an article by the Environment Agency just sort of talking about why flooding is such a problem here. Um, and it's obviously the amount of water is caused by a combination of um, rain, um, high river levels, <laughs> and also runoff from, from fields and things as well, that accumulated water. But particularly Lower Caversham, it's low-lying land that's very flat, up to the point where Donkin Hill starts, basically. So it's like a basin that just, if the river bursts, then it just fills up. Um, so when it's just a little bit of flooding, um, or, or a slightly higher water, that can be controlled by a combination of like weirs and, um, and locks and things like that that can control the water levels at certain points along the Thames. But when it becomes very high and it's, there's not one particular solution that would stop the flooding from happening so the environment agency were doing um a consultation i think it started back in 2018 that they started talking to people about potential solutions um because like due to global warming like a big subject but it's a fact that it apparently that it will be raining more and therefore these flood risks will happen more and more frequently are we all agreed that global warming is a thing just because you know there are a few people out there who aren't so sure yeah i i am i am yeah <laughs> just i like <laughs> sorry personally i think the, the the view of highly intelligent highly qualified scientists who've, who've spent a, uh, a lot of time studying this particular phenomenon might be worth listening to rather than perhaps ramblings in the comments section of various <laughs> na national <laughs> news websites, dare I say. Um, yeah, so this is going to become a problem more and more frequently, uh, which is a bit worrying for me and my house. Um, so the Environment Agency, they can only implement solutions that are not going to just shift the problem. It's uh, you know, all very well saving Reading if Windsor then is completely underwater or whatever. So some of the solutions that they've been looking at is uh, building flood walls along so on the north side of the river it's kind of from just near Caversham Bridge coming along towards Lower Caversham sort of goes out towards the Boating Lakes and then on the south side of the river between the two bridges so they could build some flood walls they can build them with a bit of glass across the top so that it doesn't impair the view. Um, and they can put temporary floodgates up so they would put fixings in the ground and then if a risk of flood comes, then they would attach the temporary floodgates to it to prevent the water from coming out. Um, and then property defences we can. I have had to have sandbags at the ready Gosh. in the past. I can't think when that was, though, because it wasn't any of the three major... Was it like when you were on, were you on like a war footing? Did it feel a bit like waiting for the blitz? This was actually in my old house behind the moderation. I remember, yes. Um, but it was none of those significant dates there, so I can't think when that was. Um, yeah, but you can get those things to go in the doorways and self-shutting air vents, apparently, air bricks. Um, and people have sort of banded about dredging as well, but it it would cost a huge amount of money to dredge the Thames um, of debris and then the impact of that is not going to prevent flooding by itself. So it's just not a 
not a practical You're saying solution. that making rivers deeper is not going to... That's well, dredging is, is getting rid of all of the rubbish out the bottom, isn't it? All the old... Yes, you know, that's true, that's true. You know, but I was thinking if we just made the rivers deeper... Let's just make them What about deep. like a plug? Just make them deep. Big plug. You could dive down to the bottom of the river and dig a hole and that with a pl- plug like in the bath and then that hole could go into the sewer and you could just like have a really long chain that went to the bank. Oh, yeah, Every time the river idea. got yeah, a bit full, yeah. you could just pull the plug out. Oh, and they'd just flood all the sewers in the entire town instead of just Lower Caversham? Yeah, yeah, yeah Spre- great one. Good one. Here. Share the wealth, that's what <laughs> I say. <laughs> Spread the problem. I'm going to write Thames Water with my revolutionary idea after, right. I've, after I've copyrighted <laughs> it, obviously. And it won't just be water flooding out if it's... You can have, a fil- you can have, one, of, you can have little, one of those little metal things you put in your sink <laughs> where it catches all the food. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, so, costings-wise, uh, it's estimated that these defences are going to cost between 25 and 30 million pounds. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Some of that funding will come from the government. Some of it is coming from the Thames um, Regional Flood and Coastal Committee, but that doesn't Library fines as well, I imagine. Library fines, parking fines, bus lane fines, um, (laughs) me emptying out some money out of my pockets. Why are you shaking your head? Because if we're being serious, none of that parking fines and Bus lane fines, oh, as joke. stated, it are put back into joke. transport transport I our, projects. I think our award-nominated audience are uh, more than aware that we were joking. I was just having uh, they, they're you. up for an award as well. Well, we, by virtue God, of all eleven to us. of them, <laughs> well, a team. And the um, the article that I read stated that um, in 2020, so this year, is when it's meant to be going through all its sort of planning application phases and. Um, putting their business cases forward with a view to then build said defences next year. Ooh. So no help this year, though? No. Okay. <laughs> no, it won't. Am I right in thinking that there's a bit of opposition to to them in that, that people think that what is being proposed might not work? I think I am. I think I've written about it. I can't, Possibly. I can't remember much more than that. There's, it's not people saying, we don't want flood defences. It's people saying, we're not sure what is being proposed is the best thing to do. So ah. that might be something But to I think that's consider. what all the consultations were about a couple what, of years ago. And yeah. That is what people say about everything, anyway. There's always opposition. Well, but yeah, because, you know, what are the alternatives? And live upstairs. You know, they're talking, of live upstairs, yeah. Move I think up there the are houses all along the Thames where... Where in the, in the you know the sort of wealthy wealthy areas along the Thames, the really wealthy areas like, like Henley and Wal- Walgrove, I think there are houses there where people pretty much live upstairs because it always floods. Yeah. Um, because you live by the river, you know that's I think that's the price you pay for having a lovely house by the river is that sometimes it it might flood, but then you've got the money to, to pay for everything. Afterwards. Yeah. So in terms of fact of the week, then. It oh, was... Uh, oh, to boil it down. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. Um, <laughs> the fact is we're on flood alert. Ah, great. <laughs> Thanks, Rach. <laughs> You're very welcome. I didn't know I was supposed to boil it down to a, a well, sentence. It's called Rach's fact, Rach's fact of the Week. There was lots well, of facts. facts. Yeah. Okay. Fact-filled. Ah, well, there flood we go. Fil- flood-filled facts. Thank you, Rach. Uh, we'll have more facts of the week next week. Um, that is the end of part one. In part two, we will be joined by Mr. Fort and his fortical explainings. I'm just <laughs> making things up now. Yeah, well, yeah. We, can we be 
can they cross us off the shortlist? <laughs> no, it's been put on. It's been on Twitter. All oh, right, yeah, it's, it's out, is it? Yeah. Okay. This is Fort explains it all. Welcome to part two. Uh, I will try and be a little bit more serious and a little bit more professional. Uh, it's mo- mostly just to hide the fact that I feel so dreadful. Oh. You got a little cold. Oh, I have indeed. Oh. Um, Fort explains it all. Grotty. Hugh, a little snotty nose. Over to you. Right, Fort explains it all. Adult voice on. Um, this we talked about this before. This is the transport survey in uh, Reading Borough Council put out last year. Um, it. We stressed that this traffic being a very big issue that people like to talk about that on a number of occasions that um, th- that everyone with an interest in this should, should try and take part in this consultation. Uh, unfortunately, the amount of letters sent out and publicity given by our, both on our podcast and our website so it's not quite trans, uh, not quite to be turned into into a response. Um, 80,000 households and 3,900 businesses were sent letters by the council making them aware of this consultation. Can we have a quiz on how many people responded? Yes, you can. I was about to say how many people responded. So 80,000 households and... 3,900 businesses. You usually get about 2% is a sort of response. If you send out an email newsletter, I think off the top of my head, a response rate of about, is about 2%, a good response rate or a good open rate. Okay. It's about 2%. Now... I have not got the ability to figure out what 2% so of 80,000 is. So 2% is about 1,600, isn't it? Is it? Well, 1% cool. is 800. Yeah. So okay. 2% is 1,600. Right. I'm going 1,600 then. Then I'll go... 1,601. 2,000. Oh. The answer is... It says more than 3,000. Oh, okay. Which could, of course, mean 85,000. <laughs> yeah, well, 100% yeah, response. More than being a be very vague term. It could, yeah, it could actually be more people than they contacted. It's not. It's uh, it's around 3,000. Uh, over over 3,000, but we don't know how many. So you would have thought... that, that I don't know what the sort of average response is, but it was, this was one of their biggest ever consultations that they've got less than... Five percent of the house of the households um, they contacted who actually filled it in, but it doesn't mean they can't get an idea of what people want. And um, the slightly surprising aspect of it is, and there is a caveat to this which we'll get to, but seventy-eight um, percent said limiting cars from sensitive areas such as schools and the town centre would improve safety, air quality, and health benefits. 76% said initiatives where the roads are free of cars for a limited time would also improve safety, air quality and public health. And 86% said better facilities would increase the uptake of zero emission vehicles, i.e. electrical vehicle char- charging. So from that is there is seems to be a desire from people, or people to reduce the amount of cars in certain parts of town. Also, 60% said a charging scheme would be effective in reducing the number of private vehicles on the road. What areas are you talking about when you're talking about not having cars there for certain points? Well, this is what will be decided, but um, 
again, the, the clue is around schools in the town centre. And the, the charging scheme, this is this is the results of the survey which feed into the eventual local transport plan, which will then go out for consultation again for more feedback before it's finalised. Um, and so, yeah, around the, you know, it's pretty vague, around schools in the town centre. So schools in the town centre? Schools and the town centre. Oh, schools and, okay, sorry. So we we all know the problems around around schools that drop off and pick up time. Yep, I we've all do. we've all seen that. Um, and you know, there's all sorts of reasons why people drive to school, and there's all sorts of people reasons why people are driving around when it's school pick up and drop off time and get held up or, or stuck or whatever. Um, that's not a new thing, and there's there's there's, there's issues about the, the air quality of lots of cars in one area and children and all that sort of stuff. Um, the charging scheme is um, they've always talked about it as being some, a charge to stop people just driving through Reading lorry drivers mainly coming from one from the was it from the A34 to the M to get to the M to get through the town centre to get to avoid the motorway I think to get on the M4 at junction 11 and they just drive through the town and um don't stop. Don't don't add anything to the town apart from traffic and pollution, and um, that's what they want to to stop. So I would guess that the notion that anyone who drives into Reading would be charged, bearing in mind we all already pay to park, um, drives their car into Reading probably wouldn't have to pay a charge, but it's people who. Are driving through the town who don't don't come How to do it. How do you distinguish that? I don't know, but it's very much. They've talked about lorries in the past, and um, they'd have to be cameras and and stuff like that. Mm. They do it's sort of congestion charging, isn't it? It's not that dissimilar to the one they do in London, but I think it would be more selective than than everyone. And you know, if I if for as someone who drives in from across the border every day and pays to park. If someone said to me, you have to pay to come into town as well as to park, probably get on the bus. If I find another way, you know. Mm. So it's potentially a deterrent. Um, so the caveat I talked about, just quickly quickly to mention, of the respondents, the 3,000-odd, 54% said they currently use sustainable transport, i.e. public transport, walking or cycling, Forty-three percent drove and three travelled by other means. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I, can't, I don't see too many private helicopters landing in Reading, but or, you know, does that mean that? Or yeah, what's scooters? that man who lived in, um, in the Warren? Yeah. In the Warren, yeah. who had that jetpack? Jetpack. Yeah. Oh, there's there's also a man who has a, a hat, helicopter. Yeah. But there was a man with a jetpack um, who used to fly along ah, the Thames. Yeah, I don't know what the other three percent. Is but <laughs> I suppose it could be people who canoe up the Thames to the offices there and leave their boat. Or the, I don't know. People do that in Birmingham a lot, don't yeah. they? Because yes, the they do. Yes, um, but the point I think the point to make is that more than half of people, more people than more non-drivers than drivers, have actually taken part in this. So yeah. to say we need more public transport and cycling facilities, yeah, 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 yeah there's probably what they would say. But the drivers didn't take part, so they now can take part in the next consultation but the decision were most of the decisions would have all 
that's being put to them will be based on this feedback. So it's, I mean, it's it's obviously good that um, the general feedback has been more sort of sustainable transport and that kind of thing. Yeah. And actually, if drivers didn't add to it, well, uh, tough. And whether they would agree or disagree or not, I mean, who cares? We need to be more sustainable in terms of what we do in. If if lots more drivers responded and said we need more roads, none of us I think would agree that that was the right thing to do. Yeah, p- people do. But maybe suggest that's that, why they stayed quiet because they know that more st- sustainability is the right way to go, and it's like, well, I'll continue to drive as long until the I, solutions are there. I enjoy that you believe this highly in people, Rach. I just I think they just didn't fill it in. Yeah, it <laughs> <laughs> it will be. It'll be interesting to see what the cat just like batting me down. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be so silly. Yeah. Um, It'll be interesting to see what the council come up with as a result of of this feedback. Um, But it certainly, by the looks of things, not going to result in any any more roads or better facilities for drivers. That would sort of go completely on its head. Yeah. To to turn everything that they've already done so. Who knows what will happen? Maybe we'll see the East Reading MRT or something similar back on the agenda or or more kind of public transport only or pedestrian only uh, roads roads or bridges or things like that on the table because that's they can now say that's what people want. Thanks very much, Hugh. Just looked at Rach. She's got nothing left to say. Are we okay? Are we good? I got nothing. Are we good? Are we okay? Fine. Yeah, we're fine. I know it's just because you're feeling cross. Uh, yes, I'm feeling good. I got a gold. Mm. Okay, thank you guys. Um, lovely stuff, Hugh. Um, I don't know if you got my memo last week about uh, something to look at, which was, I can't remember off the top of my head, someone wrote on Facebook they wanted you to look at something. Uh, um, about They asked about the, the sale of the prison. Yes. Uh, I have found out a little bit of information. Cool. We'll uh, do this next week. It's a very small amount of information. We'll do it next week. We'll okay. do a big thing on it. I'll try and find out some more information. Good. All right. Um, thanks, everybody. Uh, we will move on to the random question. The random question. Now then, Hugh, the random question. You have the mug. Let's have a little look what's inside the mug today. Shaky, shaky, shake, shake. It is. What is your most scariest? What is your most scariest experience? Did you write that? That's dreadful. Well, yeah, you know, I spend all the time writing coherent sentences, so I felt when it came to the mug, we might go a bit. When you say scariest experience, bit, you mean like look, Yates is on a Friday night? Mm. Sorry, I've stolen that joke off range. <laughs> <laughs> a bit more light-hearted than that. I was thinking sort of child childhood. You know, walking across a dark oh, okay. park or down a dark road or That's something mildly like that. terrifying. Rather than <laughs> I was mugged at knife point. You know. <laughs> uh, there was the time that I was waiting under the bus stop in Broad Street and the bus crashed into it. That was quite scary. Oh. Okay, yes. That was terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. that was quite that was quite frightening. When um, was that? When? Oh god, this was a long, Date, long time ago. Time year. Oh wow. Well, it was before Broad Street was pedestrianised. Oh, yeah, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> it's a long time yeah. ago. Debenhams <laughs> was still there. So it was before pre oh, yeah. Oracle. So I was probably still a teenager. Oh, wow. So it's quite like 25. So, I mean, like t- 
10 years ago, perhaps, when I was a teenager? Mine is and will always remain walking through the St. Mary's Butts graveyard at night. I know there's oh. paths through it. I just Graveyards give me the uh, heebie-jeebies. It's got the added uh, scariness of the... The, the sleepy hollow tree as yeah. well isn't it oh, God, so you yeah. think the headless yeah. horseman's yep. going to come galloping out of it yeah he wouldn't have any trouble finding my bonts that's for <laughs> sure go on then Hugh so aside from the the old taxi rank in the Reading station on, on a Friday <laughs> at 3am on a Friday night <laughs> yeah. which which was which was quite alarming the at times the one under the mecca bingo that one that one bite yeah there, <laughs> yeah. Boss, yeah that was a uh, I've had some tense times in there. Yeah, when when a large group of scary-looking men just push their way to the front of the queue, really, you should say, "Excuse me, mate. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me, <laughs> my good man. Know? Are you aware there's a queue?" <laughs> that you, is not you very are. British, is it? They <laughs> did are. not adhere to the queuing rules. <laughs> yeah, it should have caused you know a mass a mass outbreak of righteous indignation. But <laughs> <laughs> more often than not, everyone just looked at their feet. <laughs> Hope they get a taxi pretty quick. Um, no, but the, the the more light-hearted one was the the top board at Reading Central Swimming Pool. R.I.P. R.I.P. Oh, R.I.P. I've never, I've never, never done it. Enough, I have though. jumped off a top board at a swimming pool. You know that episode of Mr. Bean where he goes up to it and he's like, <laughs> like yeah, 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 I can do this. And he goes... <laughs> it, that is, so, uh, for Mr. Bean, surprisingly accurate. Yes. <laughs> so the top board, at, I can't remember how high it was, but it... As a child, standing on the top, it's like ten meters, isn't it? It's quite it's about high, half a, half a mile, I think. It's quite high. <laughs> it's like those programs you see now, where people dive off cliffs into oh, the sea, yeah. oh. and they have to go in because it's so high. They have to dive in feet first, yeah. and uh, you get up there. It's quite a, a daunting climb. You, you obviously, you've got the the. If everyone remembers it, there's a very there's a normal diving board which you just yep. le- which was level. Then there was a a sort of mid. Mid height board, which is quite high. Yeah, terrifying enough. Yeah. So once you've done that, the next step is the top board. A top board made out of an unforbidding cold concrete. <laughs> um, so you'd climb to the top. There'd be there'd be always be one maniac there doing a massive running dive <laughs> off there, and uh, you think you think God, they, they dive right across and land <laughs> almost oh. at one edge of the pool. And you oh. think, oh my God, it's gonna. Oh. Be the, so what was your, uh, I'm getting your the heebie-jeebies. Descent. Yeah, step off, close eyes, try to keep body straight and hold but nose. Hold, hold nose. Yes, but the looking down at what what starts off as a blue, inviting pool suddenly becomes a dark, bleak place, very deep. And so you're standing there. You look down. You think. I do not want to do this. <laughs> what, what pleasure am why I going to derive? Why are you doing <laughs> it's a okay. test of young manhood. I was, about, okay. I was about 14 and all my mates were like, we've all done it. I was <laughs> yeah, gonna, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Um, I was going to say, you are, you're either doing this to impress your mates or a girl. Yes, this is true. And um, There's no other reason to do it. And it was added added, <laughs> added difficulties. He stood up there <laughs> yeah. in his speed boots, <laughs> shivering away. All yeah. right, Dad, there's, we'll do it. There's, I'm going to do it any minute. There's, it's true. Yeah, you, there would there would be the factor of getting cold, people mocking you for being scared, <laughs> and also in my case, extreme short sightedness <laughs> as well. Surely that was a benefit in this situation. Uh, possibly, it? yeah. But to the point where. You, you, you know, you almost need help getting to the edge. 
You see, you stand there and eventually you pluck up the courage and step off. And you feel like you're in the air for about, it must only be about a second and a half, two seconds at the most. It feels like forever. And then slap, (laughs) bang. Unless you are going sort of perfectly straight. Um, it really hurt. No, normally you land on your bum and then yeah. you get bruises. Honestly, you get bruises. Yeah, not a belly flop. Crying, you know. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, but um, it was a. It's a sort of rite of passage for for teenagers in Reading to have to jump off the top board at Reading. But Central, then, of course, because it's about two miles deep. Yeah, you suddenly you find yourself yeah. swimming to the surface. Yeah. I'm, got, I'm nearly there. I'm going to drown. Oh my God, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. Because <laughs> <laughs> you've already had the the entire amount of oxygen knocked out of you by yeah, yeah. by hitting by the landing water, on the yeah. water. Yeah, and there's that yeah panic swim yeah. up to the top. Yeah, <laughs> and then someone goes again, and you're like, oh no, don't fancy oh, it. No, and then, I'll get out now. Yeah, yeah. Um, mom's coming mom's to collect me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And unfortunately, because the pool's not there anymore, the kids of today don't get to experience this. No. They're they're just going to all sort of fade into the background now, and they're not going to be real men like like you and I. Not me and you, no. No. Made uh, you the man you are today. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, this is true. Timid. Um, (laughs) Who won't go swimming. (laughs) Uh, the The new proposed pools in Reading do have diving facilities oh. where they'll be there hopefully they'll be quite pleasant rather right. than that which was like team out in then guys sort of punishment you meet you on the top board yeah it was also the sort of thing you thought that they might do make you do in a prison <laughs> <laughs> to try and break your spirit <laughs> fault top board now <laughs> don't make me do it <laughs> thanks guys well that um, was on um oh, rich likes that program um sos no what's it called Special services, the Ant Middleton one that's on at the minute. SAS. Who dares wins? That's what it's called. Ant Middleton, what? Ant Middleton. He's like an ex SAS guy, and he he puts people civilians. Is he related them. to our Middletons? The um, Middletons of Upper Buckle. I've got relatives who are Middletons. Oh. I, d- I don't know if they're. Oh gosh, I should look into that. I could mm. could have royal connection. Uh, yeah, but one of the challenges that he makes them do is that they stand on the edge of exactly what you've described, but outdoors into a river, oh. off of the edge of a dam, like dive oh. backwards off it. And if you don't just fall backwards, you've failed. If you yeah. jump off like and go oh. feet first, then you've failed. You have to do it again. Evil. God, I could do that. I've, I got, could not. I've got the experience now, haven't I? <laughs> pro, basically a pro. Yeah, ready in Central, 94. Done it. Been there, done that. Thanks, guys. That's it for this week. Tom's trying to wrap it up. Well, you're the one who needs to get upstairs before oh, three true. o'clock. So. True. <laughs> Thinking of you. Um, thanks, everybody. That was great. Uh, here's Jeremy with how you can get in touch. If you want to tell us about your top board experiences, we'd love to hear them. If you enjoy our prattlings about Reading, and if you've come this far, we assume you must be, please hit subscribe on your podcast app to get the latest episode every Monday morning. You can find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod and search Facebook and Instagram for Real Reading Podcast. You can also email getreading at reachplc.com. Thank you, Jeremy. Uh, let me just hang on. I'm trying to hold this while. 
Moving over my script. Here we go. Don't forget, if you know someone we should be speaking to on the show, please do get in touch via Facebook or Twitter. If you have a moment, please give us a rating on your podcast app. And if you have time, submit a review. And also tell your friends they should be listening. Or Hugh will come round and push you off the top board. <laughs> oh, sorry, I was miles about traumatized, traumatic <laughs> childhood memories flooding back. It's shaking. Yeah. Um, we Bruised sh- hamstrings. We should hopefully have an interview next week. Not sure who it will be yet, but fingers crossed. There'll be someone. Okay, we'll be back next week with more Reddingy podcast goodness. Bye. Bye. You're listening to the Real Reading podcast. We apparently live in a society where people who go to festivals need to be told that putting their sleeping bags down in the toilet is not a, not a very good idea. Watch that program, uh, Hunted on Channel yes. 4. Yes, that Did was you brilliant. you see the yes. one where the guy came out of Reading Station yeah. and chased him all through Reading, yeah. all along the canal, and eventually caught him at the funny Yes, that was brilli